0: Hello, welcome to the Coaches Cup Podcast. I am your host, Sonia Green, and today we're talking about gratitude and why gratitude is so beneficial to our well-being. The idea for this podcast started a couple of weeks ago when I was watching CBS Sunday Morning, and Jane Pauley was interviewing Michael J. Fox. Being a child of the 80s, of course, he has always been kind of a a figure in my life that, you know, somebody that I followed his journey, especially with early onset Parkinson's and it, it was sad to see his decline, but near the end of the interview, he said something that really struck me and I wanted to share it with you. And I wanted to share this podcast with you. He said, I'm going to look at my notes here to make sure I get this right. He said, with gratitude, optimism is sustainable. And for someone who, who is just now 60 years old, having to deal with all of the health issues he's dealing with, you know, he has declined steadily for the last, I don't know, 30, 25, 30 years. Thinking about, sustaining your optimism you know he he says early on in the interview that he knows he won't make it to to 80 he might not make it to 70 because of the progression of his disease but that had nothing to do with sustaining his optimism and it was the gratitude that he felt in his life that kept that optimism sustainable. And I just thought that was so profound, so powerful, and such an important message that we can take with us today. Another thing that that I wanted to fold into this podcast, because it's something that I've thought about a lot, comes from Brene Brown. She talks in several different of her uh Several of her works, she talks about the concept of foreboding joy. Now, think about that for just a minute because it's an oxymoron, right? Foreboding joy. But it's that feeling we get when we feel happy and then immediately we start worrying, we're afraid that something bad is going to happen. And, you know, she described it with that. A classic movie scene where you see everybody in the car traveling down the highway and everybody's happy and singing and it's just a great family moment and then the shot pulls out and shows the car traveling down the highway and a big truck coming toward them and you know immediately we're all like oh no they're too happy they're all gonna die or something you know there's gonna a wreck happens And this is a cultural thing that this concept of foreboding joy that that most of us deal with. It's made its way into our everyday lives in the way that we feel like I can't be too happy or life's going to get me. I can't be too proud of myself. I see that a lot with the women that I coach. If I toot my horn or if I am somehow too proud of my accomplishments, somebody's going to put me in my place. Not understanding because our culture has given us this idea that, you know, pride is arrogance, which is not true. And that if we are too much of anything, then we're going to get pulled down into our place. And so I think this concept of foreboding joy, in my mind, it can sometimes keep us from real gratitude because we're worried about balancing out. You know, we don't want to be too much of anything. So we don't feel, we don't practice the gratitude because we're afraid that somehow, if we start naming off all the good things in our lives, that somebody's going to come and get it. And so (laughs) I want to talk about the benefits of gratitude practice, more than just making optimism sustainable. Although if that were the only benefit, I think in my mind, that would be enough. I am a more optimistic person generally. And I, I hesitate to say by nature, although I do think it's partially by nature that I'm more optimistic, uh, but you you know what I mean. There are people who are generally more the cups half full versus the cups half half empty, and I am a more cup half full kind of gal. I tease my oldest son and call him Eeyore sometimes because he he tends to be more of a cup half empty person although I I will say that he has done a lot of self-development work and and I see those things shifting in him slightly so optimism is enough of a benefit for me to want to build my gratitude practice to build my relationship with gratitude to move out of that foreboding joy concept but Psychologists have also, in recent years, done a lot of work with it. And I'm going to refer today to kind of, well, one of the most well known studies I know about gratitude and what it takes to build a gratitude practice that's uh, out of Indiana University. In fact, I feel like we've referenced it before on the podcast because it is a pretty well known study. But what if you're already an optimistic person? why do you want to think about building a gratitude practice when we are hit with the hard times psychologists have found that we bounce back better if we are in the habit of practicing gratitude we don't have as many scars from the whatever the events are the negative events when we practice gratitude so that tells me that gratitude helps us it builds our resilience which you know maybe that's even more important than optimism but to have that resilience to be able to bounce back because we are going to encounter negative events in our lives all the time that's that's part of life it's 50-50 we get you know 50% great wonderful happy and we get 50% sad whatever else that's you know negative it's not going to be it is it is a balance on a continuum maybe not in one day we don't get it maybe not in one hour but on the continuum of life generally it's going to be 50 50 and so we can be more resilient and move more quickly from the negative back over to the positive it's like building a a muscle a resilience muscle a gratitude muscle it also they discovered helps us to enjoy our happy times more and i do think that's a direct relationship that has a direct relationship with the sense of foreboding joy that dr brown talks about because if we're constantly feeling that little pull in the back of our minds uh uh-oh this is too good something bad's getting ready to happen then we can't fully accept the joy we can't fully accept the happy times and so Not only does practicing this gratitude help us to build resilience, but it helps us to move into an understanding, a a sense of joy that's not being cut in half by the, we're wondering when the other shoe is going to drop. So let me tell you about this study. And then I want to tell you about the four benefits of gratitude that these researchers discovered. I'm not going to go into all of the details of the study because you, you probably don't want to know. If you do, then you can look it up. Like I said, just look up Indiana University Psychology Gratitude Study, and I'm sure if you Google that, you'll find it. But these researchers, they had three different groups, but the group that showed the benefits of gratitude what they had them do they watched all three groups for a month and in the gratitude group they had these participants to write a letter once a week for four weeks to somebody or something expressing their gratitude so it could be a parent a sibling a teacher a mentor anybody, but one letter per week, just once during that week for four weeks. And so I'm going to talk about the benefit that they discovered as I tell you why you should be maybe not doing it the same way. At the end, I'll talk about how I do it a a little differently, but why having a gratitude practice can be so beneficial to us. The first thing they found is that It releases us from our toxic thoughts, which helps to get rid of a lot of the negative feelings, right? If our thoughts aren't toxic, our feelings aren't going to be toxic. They discovered that when these participants were writing, the ones who saw the most benefit were the people who were focusing on positive words, So they weren't saying, I'm so thankful because you helped me through this awful time, and it was terrible, and my life was just a disaster, and thank you because you helped me. It was the people who focused on positive descriptions throughout the letters who had the most benefit. Everyone, I think most of the, I don't remember the exact number, but most of the participants in the study who wrote the letters noticed an increase a positive benefit from the gratitude practice but the ones who focused on positive language positive words I mean even down to the granular to the words they saw the most improvement in their mental health and so I think this comes from the idea that we're changing our thought pattern, right? We're, we are maybe moving from a cup half empty, thinking about negative versus moving into a positive language. How can I talk about this in a positive way? So the people who were doing that, who were thinking about positive words, positive language, were getting the most benefit because they were moving away from those toxic thoughts. And so I think about this, you know, in our own lives, the way we talk on a daily basis, when we're telling a story to a group of people, if I could just take those, the language that I'm using and somehow push it into a more positive story, how can I take out some of the negative language, um, some of the negative descriptors, that's going to help us to think in a more positive way. And so the gratitude that they expressed helped release those toxic thoughts. Okay. The second benefit of this, in case you have already wondered this with the letters, people received the benefit of writing these gratitude letters even if they never sent them. In fact, most people never sent the letters. The person may have been dead. It may have been somebody they lost contact with. They may have not wanted to share, but it didn't matter because they still had the benefit of the gratitude practice, even if the recipient never saw the letter. And, you know, I think... This speaks to the power of our mindset, right? So many times, especially if we're early in our personal development journey, we tend to blame other people for how we feel or for this thing that happened to me. And the truth is, it's always under our own control, right? It's always under our own control. So even This practice of writing the letters, it wasn't, there was, there was no benefit in sharing that with somebody else. All the benefit was internal. So it's our mindset again, just like, you know, that first point that I made, it all returns to our thoughts, our way of thinking. Gratitude builds our resilience that way. The third point, and this is this is worth thinking about, the effects were not immediate, but they accrued over time. So they wrote letters once a week for four weeks. And most of the people in the study who found it beneficial, who saw a positive benefit from from writing the letters, saw it about week three. They saw a change in their mindset, a change in their thought patterns, which was one week before the study ended. But that mindset, they went back to these people 12 weeks into the practice, even though they just wrote letters for four weeks, they came back 12 weeks later and the the majority of the group was still seeing a benefit from it, like the benefit was getting greater as time went on. Some of them were continuing the practice the same way, but most of them weren't. Most of them, it had just changed their way of thinking, their way of focusing, helping them be more grateful and, and positive in their way of thinking that the benefit was still accruing. So it's like putting, you know, a small amount of money in a bank account and leaving it there and coming back and finding a bigger pot of money. It's still accruing over time, even if you're not doing the thing you were doing. The last thing is the lasting effects on the brain that they saw from participants in this study. They did MRIs of these participants. And the results showed that for the participants who wrote the gratitude letters weekly for those four weeks, even in that third month afterwards, the activity in their prefrontal cortex was increased. And I think this is interesting because what we know about the prefrontal cortex is that's where our that's our decision making place, our logical thinking space in our brain. And so not only are you building gratitude and optimism, not only are you building your resilience, but you're going to have This is my link. This is not necessarily what the psychologist said, but in my mind, what this means is that it's going to also increase your ability to make those logical decisions, to not be reactionary in our lower brain, to give more power. It's building that muscle, that prefrontal cortex, so that we can use our logical thinking processes at a greater capacity. So I think this study is just really amazing. And like I told you earlier, it's not exactly my gratitude practice. So I have no idea if, if mine works to the same level as theirs. But if you're not somebody who wants to sit and write a letter once a week to get this practice started, I, I'll share with you how I practice gratitude on a daily basis. I have talked a lot about being present, right? That's something that actually both Judith and I both talk about is being present. And Judith has taught me a lot about being present, about how to feel yourself, feet on the floor, sitting in your seat, thinking about what's around you. One of the things that I like to do to keep me present is to Point out things I'm grateful for. James Clear in Atomic Habits, he talks about habit stacking. So when I practice being present, I also practice being grateful. I stack those two together. That has worked for me. And so it'll be something like this. You know, I will sometimes I'll set a timer, but most of the time now I just automatically come back to it multiple times throughout the day Am I being present? I take a deep breath, you know, feel my breath, take an inventory of what's going on in my body. Am I tight? Am I feeling relaxed? And then I'll think about, look around and find something I'm grateful for. And it can, you know, be the most minute thing. I mean, sometimes I'll be driving down the road and the sky will be this beautiful color of blue. And I'll just take a minute to be grateful for that. I am being present. I'm looking at what's around me and I'm being grateful. I do this at night often as I'm laying down. I'm not a person who can immediately fall asleep. My husband is out in two seconds. You know, sometimes I'll lay there 30 minutes. But as I'm laying there, I will practice being present and I'll think about what has happened in that day that I'm grateful for. I very rarely write down my gratitude, but I am in the point in building my practice that I come back to it, not every day, but most days, three to four times a day at least. And sometimes it might just be a split second. You know, I'm here and wow, that is a gorgeous flower. That is a beautiful rose. It smells so good. And that's it. You know, I move on. But did you notice the words that I've been using to describe those moments? They're all positive, beautiful, wonderful, awesome. We use positive words. It changes our brain's way of thinking. And even in those moments when things are not beautiful or awesome or wonderful, They don't smell amazing. They don't look amazing. We have that intention built into our brain. And so we're going to be much more resilient. It's going to be much easier for us to go back to finding the beauty if we practice finding the beauty. It's like anything else, right? Practice makes perfect. If we practice gratitude, we are going to build our resilience We're going to build our positivity. We're going to have a higher level of experiencing joy. And we're going to move away from the toxic thinking that sometimes clouds our day and our thoughts and our lives. So I hope you have found that helpful. Try it. You know, if whatever you do. As you're coming back to being present in your day, whatever brings you back to that, try stacking a gratitude, just a quick moment of gratitude to that. It takes no extra time and it helps you do the same things. If you want to write the letter, I think that's fantastic. Remember, you don't even have to send it to get the benefit of it. All right. If you're looking for coaching, You can find me at soniagreencoaching.com. You can also find me on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, all the places. If you or your workplace are looking for team coaching, if you're trying to navigate a challenging project, a new initiative, and you're having trouble finding that productive space for the team to work together, I would love to talk to you or your supervisor or whoever's in charge of that, because honestly, our mindset is the key to team practice as well. It all starts with us. The team is made better by one person being more focused on a growth mindset, being flexible. It only takes one person to make Better team. So you can find me again at soniagreencoaching.com or on LinkedIn. I would be happy to talk with you about that. If you want to talk about the podcast, then go to our Facebook page, the Coaches Cup Podcast on Facebook. Join our community, and I would love to hear how you practice gratitude. I've only given you two ways. I am positive that there are more ways of doing it than that, and I'd love to hear about what they are. So let us know and I'll see you next week.